Good morning, my friends, my loves. Hello, how's it going? Seriously, if you could just like text me or DM me and let me know how you're doing while you're listening to this, that would make me extremely happy because I always ask, but can never get a response because it's not live. So, um, but I hope you guys are doing well. TBH, I'm cramping right now. So my stomach is all kinds of messed up and I don't know why I'm cramping so bad. So it's just not a fun time, but we're going to push through. We're going to do it. I'm drinking some wine, going to eat some popcorn. That's my dinner tonight because life and yeah, that, that's about it. Um, if you're new here, welcome. My name is Hannah and I am so excited that you are with us and hopefully going to join the Say What family. Here we talk about all kinds of things, women, sex, which we're going to talk about today. Um, and I just want you to feel less alone. I'm talking about things that people don't talk about and it's because we all probably experience all these things and are too scared to share. So I'll share in hopes that you feel better <laughs> because when I just hear that other people are going through stuff and it's the same thing as mine, it helps me feel better. So that's why we do this. That's why we have this podcast and I hope you stick around. Um, but just want to give you a couple updates before we jump into today's topic. And the first update is if you listened last week, I talked about this incredible nonprofit called Bad Betty and it's December. So we're still giving, well, hopefully we'll give to Bad Betty past December, but for right now in December, we are donating to the Bad Betty Project. It is a nonprofit that helps um, women in need. So it was born out of um, a need for community and then turned into helping fit, uh, women financially as well and just in other things and helping you give give resources. Let's say if you need rent assistance, they'll help point you in the direction of getting rent assistance and things like that. So this month, we are donating to the Bad Betty Project. I already gave, I gave my $25. You don't have to give 25. You can give whatever you have, but whatever you have is going to make such an impact on a woman in need. And I've just seen how much this community has done for women and it's incredible. And so I encourage you to give to Bad Betty Project and you can do that by clicking the link in my Instagram bio or the link in the episode notes because I'll always link stuff in the episode notes. So give to Bad Betty. Bad Betty's awesome. We want to help women in need. And so if you want to help a woman in need, you know, we have this podcast and it helps, but let's take it a step further and give to a company that really, or a nonprofit that really does, um, actually have boots on the ground helping women in need. So go ahead and do that. And the second update is I cannot stop singing Don Perry on you brought it. I'm not a singer guys. This is not my gift, but I'll sing to you sometimes and I just can't stop singing champagne problems. Anybody else? It's my favorite song off of Taylor Swift's new album evermore. She's really stressing me out here because I go to bed, right? I go to bed one night and I wake up the next morning. I'm in, I'm in mountain time. We run a little behind in mountain time. Okay. So I wake up to five text messages from five different people like, Oh my gosh, there's a new Taylor Swift album. And I'm like, what? No, it's 6.30. I'm not, I'm not emotionally ready for this. I'm still trying to learn the lyrics on folklore. That's not true. I know every single word, every single song on folklore, but still, it has not sunk in yet. I'm still jamming to some peace on, on folklore. I am not ready for Evermore. But Evermore was ready for me. Evermore was ready for me, guys. So that's all I've been listening to. That and some podcasts, my favorite podcast, because we're in bachelor season right now and it's towards the end of Bachelorette. And so y'all know I'm watching that. 
Um, my favorite, you know, guys, I don't really have a favorite because they're all really good guys. So I like Ivan because I feel like he's very real and he's brought a lot of really cool different things to the franchise, which I think is really awesome. And I like Zach because he's overcome a lot. And I like Ben because he's sharing about really hard things that's never been talked about. So I don't know. There's just some really good guys right now. And it's really hard to just, I don't know, pick a favorite. It's really hard. So anyways, back to Taylor Swift. She rocked my world and I don't know if I can handle any more Taylor Swift. I can actually, I really can. I can receive my emotions are not ready because I just think about a lot of things now. So if you're wondering my favorites, honestly, I've not really given a lot of attention to the later part of the album because I've really just been focusing on the first part to really learn it. So right now I'd have to say my favorites are Champagne Problem, Tolerate It, uh, Long Story Short, and Tis the Damn Season. But I love them all, so... That's where we're at. Well, those are my updates. Of course, my updates had to do with Taylor Swift because y'all know that she's my girl. And she's been giving me a lot of stress because of all her new albums. But I take it. I appreciate it. The albums are for me. I believe that she made them just for me. So thank you, Queen Taylor. All right, let's get into the episode. We have not talked about sex. Like, had a whole episode dedicated to sex in quite some time. So I figured... It was time. We talk about sex throughout our episodes all the time, but like it's time to get back to talking about some sex. And I know that you guys love talking about sex, so we're going to do it. Um, I honestly was kind of in a rut and still am (laughs) about what kind of podcast episodes I want to record and what I want to talk about. And I feel like I'm running out of ideas, yet I have all the ideas. So I don't know. It's been really weird. And this episode actually just came when I was like walking around the office doing something and it just hit me. I was like, this could be what I talk about with sex. That your sex life goes through all kinds of different seasons and not one. there's not one sex life that's identical to the other and let's just normalize that. And I was like, okay, brain, let's calm down. Got it. Yes, yes, ma'am. So here we are talking about sex again. And I specifically want to talk about the seasons that our sex life goes through. And saying like sex life seasons kind of... I don't know, I've been thinking about that a lot, but I just really feel like our sex life goes through seasons and every single sex life is different, but there also is, I think, like, you know, commonalities in everybody's sex life, but it always goes through, like, waves and seasons, and I don't think I honestly ever realized that before I got married and started having sex because all the media and society and culture and porn and all the things, like, it just tells you that you want to have sex 24-7 and that you're always going to be having sex. You're not going to do anything else and you're going to have sex all the time, 24-7. Go, 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 go. That's just my experience. And so I was like, okay, got to buckle up. That's what's going to happen when I get married. And y'all know that wasn't the case. That's just not how it's been. And that left me feeling very like weird, but also like we're not doing something right and comparing a lot. God, I was comparing so much my sex life to others and, um, yeah, it just, it's not good. And so not saying that your sex life isn't one that has sex all the time, because maybe that's it. And that's really awesome. And we're going to actually talk about that. Um, that's just the example I have to thinking about like different, I just, I didn't really think there were seasons before. And maybe that's just me being naive, um, which probably is a lot of it because sex is not a very, it's not a talked about thing in culture. And that's why we're trying to fix that on this podcast. But I, 
just always thought that it was going to be this one thing all the time. And that's just what it was going to be. We're just going to have sex all the time, every single day, multiple times a day. We're going to stay up all night having sex. And that's just how it's going to be. And I'm learning now being married for, oh my gosh, how long has it been? What, a year and a couple months? Almost two years. March is two years. I can't do math. What has it been? 2020. Oh my gosh. Either way, now that I've been having sex for that long, I'm like, oh, honey, 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 that's really cute that you thought that because that's just not true. And I know that my situation is a little bit different because I have vaginismus and, ooh, I'll give you guys an update about that in just a second. But I know mine's a little bit different because I do have vaginismus, so sex has been very hard for me. And I know, I mean, just because I have married friends and just talk to different people about sex, I know that my situation is, is different because I have vaginismus and pain with sex. But I do know that even if you don't have painful sex, your sex life still has different seasons. And before we get any further, I do want to give an update really quick. Um, if you're new here, I have vaginismus. It is a pelvic floor disorder. Basically, my pelvic floor clenches up anytime I'm anxious or nervous or anytime I'm having sex. I could be the most relaxed human and ready to have sex and turned on. And then my pelvic floor just clenches up and is like, no, thank you. And I contribute a lot of my vaginismus to um, the purity culture. And I believe that because of how much I was told that sex is bad and you shouldn't do it, my body just responded and said, okay, then we're never going to do it and shut up. So I've been going to acupuncture and at acupuncture we're doing, sometimes we're doing needling and then other times we are doing pelvic floor physical therapy and it's holistic, which is really cool. So we're not, we're connecting the whole thing, which is really cool because I was going to a different physical therapist before and they just shoved medicine in my face and we didn't really do much therapy. And so I've been very regularly going to public floor physical therapy. It's really hard emotionally um, and just hard going because you're sore and it hurts and it's not fun. But, 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 big celebration. Um, I'm not going to have to go as often anymore, which is so cool. Uh, a couple weeks ago, my acupuncturist told me, she was like, I think you are improving a lot and I think you're really seeing some changes. And so I think we can lessen how much physical therapy we're doing. Cause I really do think you're getting to a healed place. And I, my mouth dropped, um, honestly, because sex doesn't hurt anymore for me guys. There's definitely some times where I need to adjust and do some techniques that we've done together in physical therapy. And I know what to do while we're having sex, but Overall, it is night and day difference than how it was in April. And so I'm just like super, super excited about that because that has just not always been the case. And well, has it been the case? And so I, I don't know that I can say that I'm cured of vaginismus because I don't actually know if that really happens if you're ever really cured. But I basically don't have pain anymore as of right now. And I don't, my pelvic floor doesn't clench up other times like it used to. And it's just been really freeing and really awesome. And I also means that I'm saving some money because because it, it's not, I mean, I wouldn't say it's expensive. I wouldn't necessarily say that because my girl has really good prices, but um, it's still, it's just money going out. And so if we can get that money back and that's one, you know, less emotional draining experience a week, that sounds awesome. So uh, I can't believe I forgot to update you guys on that. I think I was kind of waiting just a little bit to make sure that was still the case, but that is. And so it's really cool and I'm really excited. 
Okay, back to um, sex life seasons. So some of the things I was thinking about when I was thinking about what kind of, what this even means is that I think there's there's definitely times in your sex life where you are having sex 24-7. You're just in this feeling really good about your body, feeling really close to your partner, just everything is really good. And so you are having sex all the time. And then there could be, there's different times where you're not really having sex at all. And maybe it's happening every other week or maybe once a month or something like that. And so, or you're just, you have found your rhythm and maybe you just normally have sex twice a week and that's just what it is. And there's never really a a different time. But I think that's kind of like a season thing too. That's, that's what your sex life looks like. And that's really what I want to talk about today is how every single sex life is different And there's definitely commonalities between everyone's sex life, but there's not like one perfect, this is what it has to be. Like, this is what your sex life has to be. And I think when I was engaged and even before I was engaged, just dating and thinking about sex and all that stuff, I just thought that it had to be this certain way. And if it wasn't, then I was lacking and my husband didn't want me and I'm not good enough. And, or if I, or if I didn't want to have sex, then something was wrong with me because I'm not wanting to, and that's not good. And, and so I just, I really would put, all these expectations on what my sex life was supposed to be like. And now that I'm a little, (laughs) I'm not seasoned because I'm only like a year and a couple months into it, but still like I've definitely learned a lot about what your sex life can look like. And I just want to normalize all the different kinds of sex lives. I think that we, we should, I think something uh, we don't talk about a lot is like maybe if you, if your sex life, you haven't had sex in, let's say a month or maybe a couple weeks and you may feel like a rut. You may feel like that's a rut, but maybe that's just what your body's needing at that point. And that's not a bad thing, but someone else may tell you that's a bad thing. So you know what I mean? Like some that for you and your partner, that may be what's working best for you right now because your body has under undergone something. I don't know. Maybe you had a baby or maybe you just went through surgery or maybe your just body just needs some time to be by itself. And so that's a good thing for you guys that you have agreed to not have sex for a minute. And so, but I think other people would tell you differently. And I'm just trying to take that, take that off of you, take that load off of you. Because I think if you guys are communicating clearly and honestly about your sex life and you are both in a spot where you're happy with it, then I don't think that there is anything wrong with that. And society would definitely tell you something different, but I just want to take that label off of you and like, let you breathe. Like, let's just breathe about (laughs) all of that. Because if you're, if you and your partner are communicating and talking and you're both in agreement with where you're at, then I just don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I definitely thought differently about that two years ago. And so I just, I, I know that there's other people in that boat. And so I just wanted to talk about that because I think it's really important And like I said, I thought that you had to have sex all the time. And when I wanted to have sex more than than Thomas did, I felt so much shame around that because I was just never told that that's okay. I was always told that Thomas was going to want to have sex more and that the man was always going to be like in your pants 24-7. And that's just, that's not how it was for me. And maybe that's how it is for you. And that's great if that's what you like and what works for you. And that's awesome. But that's just not how it was for me. And so... I felt so much shame around 
wanting to have sex and knowing that I'm a sexual person. And I was like, how do I even like do this? It feels so weird because I don't know, does it make me not pure in, cause they always talk about being pure, but like I am pure. I mean, I guess I, I did wait till marriage. Not that you have to wait till marriage to be pure. I think you can still be pure other ways. I do think you should wait till you're married to have sex. Anyways, still, I just was like so many thoughts running through my head about trying to figure out my own sexuality. And so there was just so many expectations on it. And what I just learned is that your sex life goes through seasons and that is okay. And I mean, I, I do think like consistent sex is healthy for your relationship, but I, but, 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 but we're not going to compare how often people are having sex and say that, that their sex life is good or bad because maybe you're having sex like, every like other every other week or something and the quality is like insanely good like literally best sex you've ever had in your life you it's just like mind-blowing amazing movie style like (laughs) best sex ever and it's only every other week and but maybe and then another couple is having sex every single day and the quality is just like crap you know so like how is how is one better you know, they would tell you that the people who are having sex more is the better option. But, but I just don't think that's true because maybe that quality is like mediocre and just not really great. So there's just, I don't really think we should be comparing. I honestly think the quality over quantity, um, but maybe you just really love the quality or maybe you love how how the quantity of of you having sex maybe you love that you have it every single day and then some other person loves that they have it every week but it's really good every other time so like just, there's so many just different ways and different couples and different preferences and all of it is good and all of it is okay and i also just want to normalize your sex life being your sex life free of comparison, like free of comparison of how often you're having sex, free of comparison of yourself feeling like you, you're comparing yourself to pretty girl, prettier girls or hotter guys or more experienced people or comparing your sex life to what you see on the movies, which is so false because you know, if you're having sex, you need a towel and there's just like never a towel in the movies for just being very real right now. I think that's the hill that I die on anytime I'm talking about sex and talking about sex with people who've never had it and like they're too scared to talk to anybody else. So we're talking about it. And I'm like, biggest tip, have a towel. And then I explain to them why they need a towel. And maybe I'll explain to you guys one day. Maybe that's a little too far. I don't know. Either way, you need a towel. And they just don't show that in the movies. And I just took that far. I hope that was okay with you guys. But I just feel like that's just a real thing that I wish I would have known beforehand. Anyways, I know this is so hard, guys. I know that comparing yourself to maybe previous partners that your your partner has had like they've had sex with other people and you're thinking about how much prettier she is but she's not you're just as pretty as she is but I know that we definitely can get in our heads I 100% know that especially if your partner has watched porn which you know that mine has we've talked about that before and so there's so much comparison in that of like even though they're acting you don't think they're acting and so you're like well he just you know used to watch this girl do this thing and my body doesn't bend that way so that he probably doesn't want me as much as he wishes he was having sex with that person and so I see you I hear you I know I know comparison is incredibly hard I have been there and I'm here to say that you are incredible 
You are the most beautiful human on the planet and you are so good at sex. I just know that about you. I don't know you, but I just I just feel confident that that is true about you. And I think that our sex lives would get better if we quit comparing ourselves to all the other people and all the other experiences and just start becoming confident in who we are and confident in our bodies and telling yourself like, heck yeah, I'm so sexy and I'm so good at this and this is awesome. And then every, and then your sex life is just going to get better because you're confident in who you are and you're letting go of all the comparisons so you can really feel and be in the moment and really feel what your body is feeling and having that really intense connection, feeling so intimate. And it's just like a beautiful, beautiful moment. And then you're like comparing yourself and all the things. You got to let go of that and have the beautiful moment of being connected with your partner because it's beautiful. It's incredible. And so if we just let go of all the comparisons, we can experience that. We can be fully, fully in the moment. And so you have to find that confidence. And I think part of where the confidence really comes from is you and your partner communicating about sex and frequently communicating about it. The good thing, the bad things, the okay things, the uh, we probably shouldn't do that one again, or yeah, let's do that every single time. That was awesome. Like, are you are you happy? Are you okay? Is there something I could change? Is there something I can do differently? Oh, that's a great tip. I'll do that. I'll do that next time. So conversations like that, like you guys are frequently communicating about your sex life because then you can you can you're told that you're doing good. That will boost your confidence, obviously, if they're telling you. And if if there's like a something they didn't like or a tip that they're giving you, don't take that like as like, you're terrible, just take that as some like critique and move on. Cause you know that you have things that you wish your partner did differently and whatever. So just take that as like, okay, I can crush that next time. I'm going to fix it. We're going to do better. And so it just helps boost your confidence because you know where the other person is. And I think that's a lot of it too, is we don't know where our partner is. And so if you're just talking about it, then you're going to know where they're at, like how they're feeling about it and stuff. And so that'll boost your confidence. And then you just have to this stuff is so much easier said than done, but I really think this plays a big part in it. Just choosing to trust that your partner loves every single piece of you. Like your partner loves every single piece of you. Like so infatuated with every single piece of you. And when you, when your part, when you trust that your partner feels that way, then of, that makes you feel really good about yourself. That makes you feel like, I don't know, it just puts like a smile on your face. It makes you feel confident. It makes you like look at yourself and be like, well, if my partner loves every piece of me, then I'm going to love every piece of me. So just trusting and trusting that in your partner. And the most important thing though is loving yourself. And what I mean by that is not the like, cheesy Instagram posts that you see about loving yourself like and I, and I hated even at saying because I was typing this up and I'm like loving yourself that sounds so cheesy but that's really what I mean though like you've really got to love the body that you were in and media definitely influences what bodies are the desired bodies like 100% and I honestly like really do think that this is changing because it it, it was always the like perfect thin body that is just how it has to be and so um but I think I think it's changing I think we're really normalizing what normal bodies look like and I'm also definitely not shaming women who have bodies that are like thin and perky boobs and the right kind of butt and all that like I am not shaming that at all um because I think that's awesome if that's what you look like and if you're confident in that and that's great because someone could look like that and be the least confident person on the planet and so 
but but it really does. The media influences what kind of bodies we think are the desired bodies. But you have to, also have to give yourself grace for where your body's at right now. Like we're in a freaking pandemic right now, guys. Like none of us have ever lived through this, unless you're listening to this and you're like 85, because maybe there was pandemics back then. I don't remember when the polio and smallpox, whatever, all that stuff. Anyways, we're living through a pandemic and everything, like our whole lives have been thrown upside down, flipped upside down in 2020. And no one knows what's left from right up from down. Like everything is out of whack. And a lot of us don't realize how much our body is impacting by the things in our lives, stress, job, family, trauma, everything impacts our bodies. Like our body keeps score. And that is actually a name of a book. Um, I haven't read it yet, but I really want to. I'm, I'm such a slow reader, guys. I'm reading this book right now that my friend sent me. Um, love you, Ta- I literally just said Tasha, but you're going to love it. I called you Tasha. So Stacia, I love that that just happened. Thank you, Stacia, for the book. But I'm, I'm trying to read that now. I'm a slow reader, but I'd like to read. So I'm trying to get better. So I have not read The Body Keeps Score yet, but the body does keep score. And... Um, It keeps up with everything that happens in our lives. Our body keeps up with every single thing. And so, so much, so much crap, guys, is stored in our bodies, which is why I think going to therapy is super important. And why I also think acupuncture, if that is something that you can do in your life, I, in your life, I highly recommend. You may not even like really have a reason why you think you should go, but if you just go and talk to an acupuncturist and explain like, I just want my, you know, body to work right. I feel like I'm storing stuff in it and just like, I don't know, I want all my systems to work and stuff. And then you tell them all the things that are like, quote, like wrong in your life. Like you're sleepy, you have headaches, you have nightmares, all that. They're able to connect all of it. And they're like, oh, it's this channel that's not working properly. And then they'll put the needles in and it works properly. Wild, blows my mind. And so, but like our body's just keep so much stuff in it. And so we have just got to decide to like give ourselves grace for where our body is right now and love every piece of it. And when you like really start to like love yourself and love your body, like your confidence level is going to go up. I mean, guys, your body is your bestie. Like your body is your best friend. Your body hosts your soul. Your body is the outward thing that people see when they see you. Like it is, it is the thing that holds who you are. And so, and you only have one. So like, let's love it. Like you love your best friend, right? And you're going to like hype your best friend up all the time. And so when our bodies change, like we need to love and treat her the way that we would hype our besties up because you know you're telling your girlfriend like oh my god you look so good today those jeans look so good on you like you're so beautiful like you look incredible and you know we're always hyping our girls up and so we need to hype our body up just like we hype our besties up okay we're gonna just do that we're just gonna make the decision and do that because that is the best thing that you can do for your body and for your sex life that is the best thing that you can do for your sex life is get so confident in who you are and your sex life is just gonna go so much up and so and become so much greater than you ever thought because you are confident in who you are okay Whew, I feel like I just went off on that <laughs> back to the seasons though, because I want to end on that. Like, I think there's two sides also to the sex life seasons and the seasons that your sex life goes through. Um, one, you are not having sex often. And when you do, it's not fantastic. And that's just where you're at. Or you're having sex too much and you are feeling it within your body and in your emotions and like not a great way. So like the first one, you're not having as much as you want to. So let's just like nip that in the bud. 
So what you do about that, if you're not having it as much, is talk to your partner, number one. And then number two, you just schedule it. I know you think that that takes away the magic and the fun and the spontaneity of just having sex whenever you want to. Well, yeah, you can probably do that. But if you were having sex whenever you want to, you'd be having sex right now and you're not. So let's fix that by scheduling it. And it is actually fun because if you like talk to your partner that morning, you're like, hey, let's have sex tonight. Then all day you're going to be thinking about it and you're going to be texting. It's going to be super fun and spicy and so great. So let's just start scheduling it. And then once you start to schedule it, because I've had to do this before, especially with vaginismus, honestly, I had to like, we couldn't just have it whenever we wanted to. I had to like do just things to prepare for it. So anyways, you will start to not have to schedule it as much if you go if once you're like in the rhythm because scheduling it helps you get in a rhythm and then once you get in a rhythm you won't really need to schedule it anymore and you'll be back to where you want to be with your sex life and then the second one is you're having too much sex and it's like getting to you and what I mean by that is maybe you're lacking communication with your partner because you're just having sex all the time maybe you guys are masking your problems and the things you need to talk through just by having sex and because then you can ignore everything else that's going on because you're good at sex and you know how to do it or maybe your body is like really tired because how often you're having sex I don't know if that actually happens but I would like to think that could happen because our bodies I mean sex is a physical activity but there's so there's got to be people who experience that where your body's like okay I need a break like this is a lot maybe it doesn't I probably should have done my research on that first, but I would just like to think that maybe that's a thing. Or you just like need to give your body some rest or something. And so what do you do about that? Well, you just really need to communicate with your partner, your needs and go from there. Just be really honest and vulnerable and authentic about where you're at. And then you guys can go from there and make a game plan. So just remember trying to normalize our sex lives, having different seasons, because that's just how it goes. We go through different things in our sex lives and it's okay. There is all the expectations are being broken down because we just, we don't need them. We don't need them. It's okay. Every sex life is different and be confident in your sex life and be free, free of compare, free yourself of a comparison from other people, from other sex lives from movies from all that stuff. Like let's just go into this next year, super confident in our bodies, super confident in our sex lives and communicating with our partner. Cause you guys know, I'm always talking about communication because that is the thing I feel like that keeps marriages together <laughs> if we're being honest. So I don't know why I sing to you guys. Y'all know I can't sing. Oh, anyways. All right, friends, that's it. Done for the day. Um, hey, don't forget to donate to Bad Betty and always, always send me a DM to keep this conversation going. I love talking to you, to everyone who listens to this podcast. I feel like we are friends. I feel like we're besties. Like, And it just makes me so happy to talk to you guys about stuff that we talk about because I want to know your thoughts. And maybe you're like, Hannah, my body's never been tired from having too much sex. I'm like, great. I would love to know that. That would actually help me out. So I love talking to you guys. So please send me a DM at say.whatpodcast. And I love you so, so much. If you love this podcast, you can leave me a review. Thanks. Love you. Bye, friends. Talk soon. (laughs) 